Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the Forever Arsenal podcast. It's the four regulars back in the building. Um, hopefully you're all well, aside from Arsenal, because it's not one of those results where, you know, I'm assuming you're well off the back of it. We've lost 1-0, Champions League return game, last 16, Porto away. Yeah, and we lost there at the end. In, in typical, I'd say, old school Arsenal fashion, and by old school, I mean five, six, seven years ago. It was one of those games where towards the end, I started thinking to myself, the old Arsenal will lose this. But I thought the new Arsenal would, you know, would would hold on to it. But it was a great finish, and it's and, and it's something we're going to talk about, it's something we're going to debate, not just the finish, but all the talking points in the games. Hit the like button, um, make sure we get to a 1,000 likes nice and early. James, I was with you, so, you know... We'll steer away um, from our opinions for a sec, as they've heard it all on the watch-alongs yesterday, the fan cams. Um, Jordan, Lee, Jordan, uh, Jordan, let's start with you today, because I haven't <clears> even had, spoken to you at all. Um, I, I, I did watch Lee's fan cam, so we'll touch on Lee next. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, where where do we start? Let, let, let me let you tell me or tell us where we start on that one. Um, let's start with the let's start with the game uh, overall. First of all, um, <clears throat> not good, not good. Um, wasn't a good performance. Um, I don't think that either team deserved to win. I think a draw was probably a fair result based off of both teams being poor. Although I think them being poor was tactical to try and just suppress us because they know the form we're in. They came into the game not in great form themselves. <clears throat> if there had to be a winner, I, I would say they probably just edged it, but not 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 by much. Um, listen, if, if we're going to win the Champions League, we, we've got to do better than that. But it's a two-legged tie. It's not over. I'm confident because the quality that we have in our record at home that we will still qualify. Um, I'm confident about that. But it's definitely a dent in what's been a really positive start to the year so far. It's a really good run. <clears throat> I just don't think anybody really turned up. Um I thought Declan Rice actually, for most parts of the game, um, was 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 his usual standard. Although we'll get to the goal in a minute, where I think he was culpable with the goal. Um, but I don't think anybody in an Arsenal shirt really came out of that game with any real um, 
with any real glory, if I'm being if I'm being really honest. There's a few snitches online that noticed that I wasn't watching the game live. Um, I was watching Griselda. First of all, bad boy series. Go watch Griselda on Netflix. It is cold, absolutely cold. I've, I've watched um, it, but how, how, talk to me. How did you, I, you didn't I, like it? No, I watched it. No, I, I think oh, they rushed okay. the last few episodes. I started Queen of the South now, but a little bit, yeah, a little I, bit, I yeah. But, but how, how did you manage to put on Griselda instead of the game? When I watched the game afterwards, I was watching episode two and I just got hooked in. And I watched three episodes back to back, and before I knew it, it was 10 o'clock. Um, well, I've got one more to watch. I, I probably would have rewatched Griselda now, but that's <laughs> the game. Oh, for, for homework purposes, I watched the game um, from 10 o'clock on. I watched it back at, at 10. And yeah, you're right. I, I, I regret watching it. On the goal, um, it's a stinker. It's a stinker as far as I'm concerned. I'm sorry. It's a stinker. Um, I, I heard Mika Richards on CBS's coverage last night calling an elite, no, sorry, exquisite finish. And then I heard... Um, Robbie just came on, uh, uh, Robbie La, our boss here, um, who's with Lee out in Portugal, came on and said um, it was a it was a, it was a great finish as well. What you talk, it's it's an absolute shocker. As far as I'm concerned, if if you look at the goal where it crosses the line, it's knee height. It's knee height. It's not. It's not. It's not even that high. I think David Reyes had a mare there because his where he's positioned has enabled the the guy striking the ball to decide. He can take a shot. His positioning is awful. It's absolutely awful. And my biggest concerns about winning this title and winning the Champions League are not defence to attack. It's the two boxes, Turkish. It's the goalkeeper and it's the striker, Jesus. It's not being ruthless enough in both boxes in the games that really matter. They're my two big concerns. And this is an example. I was I was praising Raya on the last pod. I was praising David Ray on the last podcast, but I'm sorry. It's a shocker. Yes, there's build-up play from Arsenal, as I mentioned, where there's players that are culpable. I think, who cleared the ball? Or who tried to pass the ball? Martinelli. Up to Martinelli. What are you doing? What are you doing? Just see the game out. It's nil-nil. You don't need to score win the game. And, and my final point would be that that links into a point I made also on the last podcast about our inability in European games to navigate two-legged ties. Just see the game out and take a nil-nil. You don't need to score a goal. So overall, I think it's a really poor performance. I think the goal is disappointing at the end because I think it was it, it, it's a cheap goal to give away. And unlike some, I am putting the blame on on, on David Ray. I think a, it's not a difficult save to make, in, in my opinion. I, I put it more on Rice and Martinelli than I, than I would um, Raya. I, I, know, I know what you mean. I look at the goal and, and the height it went in and... I look at Raya maybe four or five steps out of goal and, you know, would it have been different if he was a bit cold? Probably, probably. But I do think the finish, um, I'll fall short of calling it exquisite. I think it was, it, it was you know, perfectly formed to to have that shot. Like like you said, Rice didn't really protect the goal well enough in that moment. So the the opportunity was there to curl it around and he curled, he curled it around and he, and he buried it. I mean, Martinelli for me, I don't mind trying to, I don't mind trying to counter and nick a goal. But get the ball right, get it over the top, and put it into space. That was the big problem with with that clearance from him. Instead, it it whizzed past Odegaard. They get back into possession, and then within five ten seconds later, we're one nil down. So um, I think there's a couple, you know, people I'd blame ahead of Raya, even though he was a few steps out. I think Rice's early yellow card hindered him um, in that moment. It hindered him throughout the game, even though he still had the top game. I think in that moment, without a yellow card, you probably would have seen Rice either, you know take him out completely or or win the ball and and recover it um 
he couldn't do that. Arms behind the back and the rest is history, Lee. Um, 1-0. Very deflating goal to concede at the end. Um, I know Jordan said draw was probably a fair result, but I, I think Porto fans might disagree. I think Porto fans might say they yeah. deserve to nick it every day. Yeah. They, they probably implemented their game plan a lot better than we did, Lee. Yeah, I think that is, is right. And I think if you look at it, I felt at one stage that both teams didn't want to win the game. I know that sounds silly to say, but I felt that um, Porto were looking to say like be like, I think they'd be exactly the same over the both games and try and nick a goal and try and win it 1-0 or something like that. I think that's their game plan for it. For us, I'm going to be really honest, inexperienced. I, I felt we was caught between whether to go for it or not. And it just affected our play. I, I, I really do. I, I don't think we was at it as, as we normally are. If that was a league game and we knew we had to win that, I think maybe would would have been a little bit different. I thought we was a little bit too cautious going forward, if I'll be really honest. I think we... we I, and I get I get what Mikel was probably thinking. Let's say, for instance, we'd have gone, gone for it and got caught on the counter-attack twice and lose 2-0. People have all said, well, why have you gone for it? Like, you know, so it was a very different how to manage it. But this is where inexperience or experience comes into these sort of games. And I felt that... Listen, before the goal, as poor as the game was, listen, it was a drab game, if I'll be really honest. Um, we're in the we're in the stands and saying that we're taking nil nil, we're taking it back to there, you know. Then they get the goal that they get. And I, I, I'm I'm with you and I, I felt that Raya should have done that. I expect my goalkeeper, a top, top class goalkeeper, to be saving things from 30 yards and this is right in the top corner, rifled from like like a bullet. It wasn't. I felt if, if if he'd have been one step further over, he could have caught it. That's how, that, that, I didn't think it was like a... Um... He doesn't shoot, Lee. I think he's ways, if, he's meant, if he's ways meant to be, I'm not sure he even takes a shot. I think he's shot because he's thought, oi, oi, <laughs> what are you doing that far out? Mate, mate, I, don't, it, I don't think Raya can see it as well as you guys think. I, yeah, think, mate, I, think, um, I think there's a lot of players in front. Yeah, that's it's my a point. a bit of a late jump, but yeah. One of, one of the things is because maybe he's out of position because we give away the ball in a stupid area. And, you know, like people like, uh, first of all, Martinelli's got the ball. There's 10 seconds on the clock. Actually, you know, they're professional footballers. Um, it's gone over the four, four and a half minutes on the clock. You know what I mean? Just run it out. That's where the inexperience of this team comes in, like, because they're thinking to themselves, we, we, we can score here. I don't know. I don't know what his thinking was. Just run, run the ball. Just run it. You know, if we're one nil up, what does he do? He runs. He gets the ball and runs it into the corner. Why? But the mentality is it's nil nil. It's you know, we've got to get used to this thing. Like, I'll be really honest, guys. If this game was a um, an away goals rule now, like we'd be in trouble. We would yeah. be in trouble. Like you know. Now I know that you know the game is probably played because it isn't that rule. But you know what I'm saying? I, I feel a little bit more confident going into the, the second leg, knowing that two goals, the two, you know, the away goal rules are not there. And, and then Declan Rice, you know, I, I, I thought it was Ben White that made the mistake, to be honest, but it, it wasn't. It was Declan that I think was a surprise. But I, I agree. Look at, look at the booking in the first minute. You know what I mean? Like, he ain't even looking at the play, like, you know what I mean? We, we were sloppy from the 
first minute to the last. I, I really do. The final final ball, we got into some good positions. Final ball was sloppy. Uh, the only one that I felt come out with any credit, I would say, was Martin Odegaard. I thought he, he played well. Um, but every time he pushed the ball forward to the front three, they lost the ball. And the one thing, and the forget about the goal, forget about the result. The main concern for me is, in a game like that, we make one substitution. They make four. They're a little bit fresher towards the end. Now, why are we only making one substitution? Because we haven't got anything. You know what I mean? Like, um, and <clears throat> we have got to get our players back now. Like, you know what I mean? Even if they're not playing, I want to see Jesus on the bench. Tommy Asu, I want to see Parton on the bench. Where are they? What has happened to Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, not, not even a mention of him by Miguel Arteta. So that tells me there's something seriously wrong. And you have to ask yourself, like, you know, what has happened with Eddie? Um, uh, you know, not being trusted in games like that, like, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not having a go at Mikkel. This is where we are now, you know. There's players on that, but I actually watched the warm We had to stay in after the game and had to do the warm-up. You know, they're all doing the warm-up, like, you know. Four players on there, I don't even recognise. I wouldn't know who they were. Sweet. Never heard of him, like you know what I mean. Like, um, heaven, I'm not having a go at these guys, you know what I mean. But what I'm saying is, this is a knockout of the Champions League, you know, being big money and everything going with it. I've got four players running. You're back, you're back, but your audio is not back, though. Can't hear you, mate. As beautiful as it sounds, we cannot hear you. <laughs> we cannot hear a word. Best voice since the Dell. James, James, <laughs> you want to pick up? <laughs> I'll jump in. I can't hear you, Lee. <laughs> yeah, flip it upside down. That should do it. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, uh, while yeah. Lee sorts himself out, um, James, I guess it's, it's naturally over to you. Okay. Three thoughts. Firstly, this is half time. And actually, when I say that, like, it really is. I said on my fan cam, we have the potential to make this result absolutely not matter. This isn't like, you know, when we say, oh, bounce back in the next one, when we're talking about the Premier League, you know, that yeah. last result, it sits no matter what. This one doesn't have to sit. Beauty of two-legged football. Do your job at home. It don't have to count. You get what I'm saying, right, when I say that? Like, yeah. we can we can genuinely fix this. In 90 minutes at the Emirates. Will we? I don't know. People rightly mentioning that our record at the Emirates isn't always um, perfect, especially in Europe. Look at Sporting last year and stuff and Olympiacos or whatever. Villarreal, but we can. That's the first thing. So I'm, I'm, optimi I'm, I'm optimistic. I just want to get that out there first thing. Second thing. Uh, Lee used the word sloppy. For me, that was my biggest disappointment. I know everyone's going about the goal. I get it. I think it's a bit harsh on Raya. I'm not saying he couldn't do better. I just think in the 94th minute, you know, where the team has done absolutely nothing, they've just won the ball back on the edge of the area, then they give it away again immediately in a dangerous area. For me, I, I just can't look at Raya really. I know it's his job to... But I, could he have done better? Maybe. But I'm blaming the people before that for making a real mess of it, in, in my opinion. Um sloppiness was a factor in our game the whole way through from rice getting the early yellow to every misplaced pass to every poor cross to 
everything. It was just sloppy, sloppy, sloppy. Saliba, very lucky to get away with, you know, Galena hitting the post and then putting it wide on around 10, 20 minutes. That so was lucky. that was very lucky. So I think a 1-0 is probably a fair reflection, though I actually agree with what both Jordan and Lee said. I don't think either team really played to win it. Um, it made for a really dull game. I was on CBS because they were doing a little thing with AFTV. And I said around the 55th minute when they had me on, I said, it's boring. Let's be really honest. It's quite a boring game. And then the third thing that overnight, having slept on it, really wound me up about Arsenal with this. And look, again, none of this is the end of the world. We're not on some major rant here. It's just an observation. I actually felt Arsenal showed a real lack of character and personality in this game. Now, I think that gets thrown around a lot, that kind of uh, cliche when the team doesn't do well. Oh, show some character, show some bottle, show some weather. I thought Arsenal really did. From Diogo Costa at the, you know, before the game, talking about, you know, Arsenal have weaknesses and they need to prove to us they're one of the favourites too. You know, in-game, sloppy yellow cards, sloppy tackles, sloppy passes. Porter going down at every single set piece, about four of them dropping with every corner to diving at any opportunity. The ball was in play 51 minutes. I think that's the lowest of any Champions League game. Constant stoppages in play, constant diving, constant gamesmanship. I'm not blaming Porto. They've got to do everything to win. Credit to him. I'm looking more at the referee, but I'm looking at Arsenal to take that personally, to be like, what? You jokers, we're going to punish you for this. And then to actually show some character at the end of the game, to recognise they've not been at it, get the nil-nil and get out. Don't let them Don't let them get away with the satisfaction of their game. Let them at least go, all right, our game plan's kept us in it. Not it won them the game. And I don't know if they're fake quotes, but I've seen quotes from the Porto manager. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're real, but it came from an official Arsenal account saying that they, they we, we came to play football, but they came to win. Like, nonsense. And, and I'm not having a go... I, they had the better chances and they executed their game plan better. And I get what they're saying. You know, we were all kind of pass, pass, pass with no real kind of penetration and cutting edge. But at no point do I, do, did Arsenal already look to me like they were kind of bothered by what was going on. I felt like more as fans. We were like, the fuck is... Uh, what? Not on our watch. And it never felt like the players really felt that. And so I really hope come that game at the Emirates, they're fired up. None of this, well, you know, let's ease into it, see how they do, get through the first 20, don't concede, make the job. I want to blow them away in the first 20, 30 minutes. I want to do to them what we did to Liverpool in some of those games where we played them recently. I want to do to them what we've been doing to West Ham and Burnley or, you know, and Palace. I want, to, I want us to be aggressive on the front foot and just punish them for, for the gamesmanship, for the kind of, you know, the dark arts and all that. Just play your football and blow them away because I didn't feel that Arsenal ever looked particularly bothered by what was going on on the pitch, but be the, the occasion, the Champions League knockout. It just felt like another game away from home, manager. And I get it. I get to a degree they didn't want to overcommit and they didn't want it to be a basketball match. And I hear that. But I just felt we lacked a little bit of character. That's my main criticism. I don't really have a lot of criticism for Arteta. It's the same eleven that went out and slapped Burnley and West Ham. I think the players were really sloppy. I think they let the manager down more than the manager let us down. Could he have made changes sooner? I think he should have recognised that Rice and Havertz being on yellows, especially Rice for a lot of the game, it hampered 
our ability to properly press and properly commit to anything off the ball because we didn't really want to leave him too exposed and we didn't want to leave him, you know, having to make last-ditch tackles or whatever. So I actually think that Jorginho sub could have come a bit earlier. I'm not sure Rice should have seen out the 90. Um, I think Smith-Rowe could have come on because Havertz wasn't really at it. I'd have kept Trossard on, not because he was playing well, just because he could do something out of nothing. See what Galeno did at the end? Trossard is our most likely player to do that. So that's it, really, in the way of criticisms. I, I felt character was lacking, but... We can turn it around, and it's half time. Did, did you do you guys see the character thing I'm talking about, I, or am I, am I, I doing I too much? Can I just jump in there? I think you're right. You've nailed it, James. As to kind of what I, I think I was struggling to kind of articulate what was missing. Um, and you're right. It's it's when you're not always going to play well. You're not always going to score lots of goals, but especially in European competitions, when you can't play well and you can't shine, you have to show a little bit of character. And character might just well mean, look, boys without saying it literally, we're not playing well today. We want to get back home. Let's just see this out. It's a two-legged tie. Let's just, nothing stupid, no bad injuries, no red cards, no stupid goals. Character is just, let's just do a professional job. It's a boring game, but that's okay. Some games are going to be boring. Um, so I think you're 100% correct in the lack of character. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. That's, you know, you've got Saliba, you've got Gabriel, you've got Rice, you've got Saka, you've got players that I think can step up and lead in recognising it's not a great game. There's no flowing goals happening here, but let's see this out. But I just want to also mention Arteta just briefly because I agree with you and Lee in that normally I like to kind of lead with Arteta. If we lose, I think it's, we should start with him. If we win... I think we should start with him. But on this one, I'm not going to criticise Arteta. I don't think Arteta was the problem in this particular game. I think this one is for the players um, that they, they let tonight. him down. You think? Well, it, it, what, Villarreal, Olympiacos, um, um, Sporting, now Porto. They say they say nothing new. And at the end of the day, in the first 2025, we, 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 we realise we're not really creating much. We're, we're beating their press, but then we're not working it into the right spaces. They're closing us down. Within 20 minutes, we saw that. The mm. same could be said after 70 minutes. So what happened? Mm. Did you get, I know you played the same team, but you mentioned players that we've got on the bench and players that he's stuck by as well. I'm not going to forget about these players. Like, you stuck by Eddie. We need a goal. You don't want to bring him on. Instead, you bring on a midfielder to hold the ball a bit more. You move the midfielder you bought in the summer to striker, and then you try to make that work. The reality is some of the, some of the fringe players he kept, he doesn't trust. And that was my biggest gripe at the beginning. And we're coming into the, the, the end of the season where you start trusting the players on the fringes, or you're meant to. Like This is where Pep starts doing it. You know, Pep had, had to do it because of the injuries. With us, I just think that, listen, when we're winning 5-0, 6-0, when we're winning games, this whole controlling thing looks great. But when, when, when it's games like yesterday or games like Fulham, it does look like, you know, we're, we're void of any other ideas or a plan B or being able to switch it up, which is mad because in the last two games, we've seen us control and attack, control and attack. 
But these games come up like far too often for me, and especially when you're thinking about our trajectory is meant to be going towards a team that becomes more consistent, towards a team that becomes a team to start sending messages week in, week out. 2024 started so well. And yes, it's a it's a small hump, but this hump gets bigger if we don't qualify in a couple of weeks. This hump gets bigger yeah, if we course. drop points to Newcastle on the weekend. So we need to make sure it's not a blip. But at the same time, Arteta also needs to... Listen, we're, we're deep into this process now. Yeah, whatever happens at the end of this season, we're there or thereabouts in the title challenge. In the summer, he needs to now sort out the fringe players and the ones that he cannot rely on and the ones that he brings in that he can rely on. Because I think that's that's a big problem for us. If we're doing, if we're yeah. playing like that against Porto, what happens at the Bernabeu? What happens at I, the Etihad? I, I, I agree with you. I, I, the one thing I'll say, though, is wh what makes me stop looking at a manager? Not not fully. I, there were There are complaints but i just think as a headline complaint as my base problem <laughs> it's i'm looking at the players shitty passes shitty touches shitty decision making and while you're saying it's four years into the process and, and looking at arteta i can also use that on the players like it's been four years now as a team that you've been growing getting to this moment and you look so sloppy like at this stage I, I, I level that at them as well. If Arsenal had a lot of the ball and we were, you know, probing a passing with no real ideas, I'd be looking at the manager to inject something. Like, they're not, guys, they're lacking something there, Mikel. Give it. But it's the fact that they, and maybe, maybe to be fair, maybe someone in the comments will say, well, James, isn't that true? If they were being sloppy, should have made changes and punished them for playing that. Well, may, maybe. I just, I really did look at the 11 out there and I thought, yeah, the amount of times the ball was just passed out to the centre-back out wide and Saliba would just let it roll past him. Or, yeah. you know, not let it, but it just went out of play. You know, that that early rice yellow, I don't think we can underestimate. Like, it just set the tone. And you're right, he actually settled and did he did very well being on a yellow. And his overall game was okay. He still made some good challenges. I think I counted three fouls after that, to be fair. So he did well to just, like, ride the line slightly. But there was something about there was just something about Arsenal. They just didn't like the players. They look like the word I used was hungover. I think they just looked hungover. You know, you know, one of those games where they just the game just seemed to pass a lot of them by. Some were good. I will give some credit in a bit. I thought some did step up to it, but yeah. For me, the, the biggest problem has been. I said it two games ago. If we don't get the job done at West Ham early. We're in trouble with the bench, and that was what happened yesterday. We, we, we also against Burnley, scored early. We didn't really need the bench to change things. Yesterday was a game when you felt, can we just change it up a little bit? Can we do something different? And he's probably looking on his bench and thinking, well, I haven't really got a lot on there to do that. And that that's the problem at this moment in time. I, I will say, I, I agree with Turkish where. How can I say that? Like, you know, in these European games. That we've been poor. We've been poor. With the, we've gone out. To the teams that, that, that Turkish mentioned, even this time around in Europe, our, 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 let's, let's just go on our away form at the moment. Lons lost. PSV drew. You know, beat Seville, lost again today. It's not good. It's something that needs to be improved. And the manager has to take accountability for that at some stage. Not now, because it's not about... Um, today. It's about what happens now at the Emirates. It's over two legs. And I think that's where you have to 
I, I think we're caught because of that. I really do like. But I, I do. I, I, I'm with you on this, James. There was four or five times yesterday, first touches of players, which either were knocked out or they give it away. There was one where the ball, Martinelli, I think, is fantastic skill-wise. Ball comes to him and it went six to seven yards off of his body. That's a professional football. Never happens. They nick it. Saliba let it go under his foot on, on one or two occasions. You know what I mean? The Declan Rice booking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was, you know, I mean? you don't see that in a normal game of football. Like Ben White, the ball's coming down for, for a header. I don't know if you remember it. He tries to head it square. We nearly get caught out by it. You know what I mean? Just silly little things like that happened in the game. I don't think we knew what we were actually... I say we knew what the game plan was. I, I think we got caught. There's, is nil-nil a good result or do we go for it? And I, I just think we was hesitant in that, and I think that was our problem. Listen, this could come back and bite us. I, don't, I, I, I think I'm, we're all talking in here today, and we're, we're pumping three 0 back at home and all that. Up. Yeah, we might, we might do it, but if we don't, this could be a major, major problem for us because if we were to go out to Porto, this is not one of the. This is a team that's going to go out the following round at night. You know, Olympiak, uh, I think we lose to them. Certainly lost to Sport in Lisbon last week. Where did they end up? Did they end up winning it? No, they're out the next round. These, these, you've got to get through this time now. Like, you know, I think it's for <clears throat> pressure on Mikel. I don't think, you know, I don't think there should be any talk about that. But there was last night again people coming up to him that night. He's not, he's not going to take us over the line, Lee. He's not going to take us over the line. We don't need that at this moment in time. We need to be just still together. It's one little blip in a competition that a defeat doesn't matter as long as you get through. I know it sounds stupid, like, but that's... How how many many Champions League winners have lost a game like this in the knockout? Well, listen, Turkish, we were saying about that. Manchester ain't lost a game yet. You know what I mean? Here we are, three or four. we, We haven't won three or four, you know. But... Real Madrid do this quite a lot, lose a game and then like yeah, everybody got and then they just steam steam through it and all that like you know. And I I, I, I am with you on this. I, I I think you've got to get momentum in the league as we have done, but also in this Champions League. I expect to you know if that's Manchester City, if that's the top team today, I'm not expecting him to lose yesterday. <clears throat> if Manchester City would play like when Man City went to Copenhagen, I'm expecting them to win. Do you know when it was three one? Yeah, well it was expected. That's what we should be saying about Arsenal, but it's we, not. We should, Lee. We should. And 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 listen, Arsenal have enough firepower to be able to get past Porto over two legs, 100%. If we get knocked out, that's a shocker. I agree. But I also think it's a slightly unfair comparison because we've seen this story before where to get to a final of the European Cup or to win the European Cup, it takes seasons. It took Man City quite a few embarrassing knockouts before they won it. Let's go back to United in the early 90s. They were getting beaten by Monaco, by Dortmund, by a few lesser European teams before 99 happened. Even Chelsea, before Chelsea won it, they had to... So whilst I, whilst I think you have, to, you have to beat Porto, I'm sorry, you've got to beat Porto, granted. But I also think that if we don't win it this year, it's not a case of oh, you know, we, we, we need to lose our heads because Europe's a different animal. Europe mm. is a different animal. You, you have to be seasoned in this. You might have to go for a few heartbreaks before, well, history shows us that you do have to go through a few heartbreaks before you lift the European Cup. So it's a process. And while I'm with Turkish in that, he's been there four seasons now, you've got to improve on your European records. 
going all the way. If we win it this season, that will be a freak. We're not supposed to win it this season, despite there being not being a lot of great competition. We're not supposed to win the European Cup this year. It, it takes a few seasons. So I'll cut him a little bit of slack. But going back to the game itself, I'm with you all. You've got to knock out Porto. Last night wasn't acceptable. But as James says, it's half time. Handle your business in two weeks' time. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Oh, wash your face, man. Wake up. Isn't man. it, man? It's it's right. your face, isn't it? Um, so cream your feet as well, man. Do something for, for, for audio listeners. Krusty Cecil just walking oh, in the background there, but, but behind, behind Lee. Um, look at this guy. Yeah, the worst fate I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, it's not all lost, but yeah, I agree. Mikel Arteta, I'm not accepting it, though. I'm not accepting good. Like, I get it. We need heartbreaks. What the fuck was the 19 years of getting in the competition for absolutely nothing? What was the Europa League in the last six, seven years? That's not I, that's not on Arteta's watch, though. It's not on Arteta's watch, but he's picked up a club that the owners have put into a situation where he's picked us up having gone through a lot of heartbreak in 20 years. I'm not putting it on Mikel. But what I'm saying is these owners can't get away with giving me another manager, another face, and then thinking that we forget about everything prior to him. That's why I say it's a balance. Sometimes people think I'm getting onto Mikel. It's, a lot of the time, it's not necessarily on Mikel I'm talking about. It's the damage done from these owners before. And just because they put a new face in front of it doesn't mean that I forget about it. Because, okay, Arteta doesn't win anything this season, doesn't win anything next season. A new face comes in. Does that mean I'm quiet again for five more years to see, to 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 to, to realize new heartbreak and get and and get over it? And nah, I'm sorry, but there's a way. Like in the Europa League, when we went out to Atletico, very frustrating. That was heartbreaking because I think we should have gone through, and it was a Koscielny, mm. you know, it, you know, era that that cost us. But I get Atletico beating us. I get it. even that season. I said I don't want to play Atletico. Chelsea in the final, embarrassing embarrassing we should have put up more of a fight but Chelsea are Chelsea they're a top side they've got a bit of heritage and, and they got they had top quality players I don't get the Villarreal's I don't get the Olympiacos's I don't get the Sportings I don't I'm gonna add Porto to that list because Porto I said it on the watch along they're the same level as PSV as Sevilla as the teams we had in the group stages we was blessed with the draw and we <laughs> fucked it now I still think we'll go through Again, famous last words, maybe, because I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. Because against Villarreal, we said we'll do it in the second leg. Against Sporting, we said we'll do it in the second leg. Against Olympiacos, we said we'll do it. In. It's the same story mm. as those three. Now, go do it. Go go smoke them now. Because I think James said similar. Go smoke them now and make people forget about this. Like, like we did to Lons in the group stage. Remember when we lost to, Ooh, yeah, exactly, yeah. to Europe? Smoke them in the return leg. And no one's talking about Lons anymore, that defeat. That's what we got to do to Porto. because we've... And it's actually lined up now for Porto to be just behind Man City. There's going to be like a 19-day break. But those two games can define the, 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 the rest of our season. Back-to-back massive games in the two competitions we're in. And if we don't start with a healthy victory over Porto going through in the Champions League that Man City game becomes a lot scarier because if we go out of the Champions League before that Man City game, they're saying a bigger fish to fry thing. All the focus, all the pressure becomes on us on the 31st, not Man City. And we've we've seen us crumble under pressure. So that's why as well, I want to talk about the players because a lot of debates about world-class going on. And listen, I'm not... Listen, it's only the morning after, so I'm still angry. But let the fucking players cook. Let's stop debating all of this. Let the players cook. Because 
you know, last night was an opportunity for players to stand up and and to add repertoire to their, you know, their world-class debate or ranking. None of them did. Not one single player did. And I'm not just talking about Saka here. I'm talking about Rice, Saliba. I'm talking about the ones that are on the cusp of that conversation. This is where you cook. This is where, this is what separates the boys from the men, as they say. So let them cook. The return leg, I need, the, I need these players to look at themselves. Martinelli and Saka, abysmal. Martinelli more so. But it's not the first time I've said that this season. And Martinelli is one of my favourite players. But I don't shy away from criticising my favourite players. Like Martinelli and Saka, so disappointed in them. I thought young Champions League knockout stage, you know, you, you've put the club, well, partly put the club on your back over the last few years. You are our shining lights in attack. I expect goals. I expect chances, shots. I expect chaos. We got absolutely none of that. So I start with Martinelli and Saka for a reason because people can't say I got an agenda against them. I don't think Odegaard was that good. I think he tried, but I think the fact he had to drop so deep to pick up the ball kind of nullified him in the final third, which in turn nullified a bit of our attack. Mm. And then we've got Trossard up top. Didn't do well after after a couple of games up top. Everyone wants to see him up top for the rest of the season. But we've seen before that we can't rely on Jesus up top. We can't rely on Eddie up top. We can't rely on Trossard up top. We can't rely on Havert. We haven't got a reliable person up top. We can chop and change it all we like. Trossard might bang for two. Jesus might bang for nine. Eddie might bang a hat-trick against Sheffield United and Havertz might come off the bench and score against Brentford. Give me 30 games. None of them strikers can give me 30 games. And that is a big problem with the, with the recruitment in attack. None of those strikers are reliable. And I'll move on to Havertz now. I wonder if all these comments this week are going to be about Havertz and how good yeah. he was. That's what, that's what I wonder. You know, as much as there's well wishes for Kevin Campbell and big up Kevin Campbell, hope you're getting better and, and you're back on the screen soon. There's equally the amount of Havertz propaganda in there. So come talk to me about him today. It's exactly the same performance he had in the last three games. It's just that the other two, we won. This one, we lost. There's nothing different to, to what I'm seeing from Havertz. Okay, he might link up, play a little better against West Ham. Surprise, surprise, there's a bit more space. He manages to pass the ball a couple more times. But what are you doing when it's Champions League? What are you doing when... The, the camera's oh. lights is there on you. So, I don't see nothing, from, none of them. But Havertz is the is the new signing. He's the main man. He's the cog. He's the important piece. He's the one that. Sorry, this was for comments of the day. I'm going to bring it up now. Havertz is the best thing at the club right now. He's behind every single goal. Are you absolutely tapped out of your skull? I don't understand how people can say this. I don't oh, understand. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to stick up for Havertz yesterday. I thought we did okay. okay. Right. And one of the problems that I had with, with oh, it yesterday is that he, he found himself into... It's okay, good enough, space. Lee. It's no, okay, no, good no, enough. No, 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 Right. Am I in a good space now? Never, ever. to come in there and listen, and, Turkish. And, and, <laughs> he rolled his chair back. <laughs> It never, it never <laughs> comes to him. His it head's gone. Turkish's head's gone. Oh, <laughs> He's so this is the mic. I need to be here. Not. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen. Football is about getting yourself in a good spaces and things like that. He put himself into positions. Yesterday. If I was him, I'd have been frustrated yesterday because we, I was watching it. He gets himself into the space, goes, and it was not getting to him. For, for they, they look at it. Gabriel guilty of it. 
on many occasions, not only with um, uh, Havertz, he's, he's guilty on it with um, Martinelli as well. He looks at it and he doesn't play it. And there was there was loads of time. If, if he'd have put that pass into Havertz, we would have been in four or five, six times. Uh, what about the what about the what about the 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 last was it ten minutes or something? James will remember exactly. Um, I think I think it might have been Saka. We won the ball. He released the ball straight away to Havertz, who just peeled off a defender. And if his first touch was right, he's through on goal. Or yes. at best, he's through. Well, was in the first, his first well, touch was, was abysmal. A bit. But so was everybody else's Turkish. Like I mean, I I, I, I agree with you. There was one time um, Odegaard, who's, who's got a fantastic touch in the second half. If he if his first touch let him down. If he if he touches it, he's in. But he didn't. I think it was everybody on that night. You know, when, listen, I didn't think Havertz was fantastic yesterday by any stretch of imagination. But I don't think he wasn't helped by some poor play, sloppy play from certain players. You know what I mean? Uh, Gabriel yesterday, I love him as a defender, was back to his old ways yesterday. Getting the ball, get, get it out wide. He kept putting it on his foot, coming inside. I don't really know what was the game plan of that like, you know. And I, I, look, listen, I'm with you on certain things. I, I, I think at the end of the day, we've had, you know, like Jordan was saying, we've been in Europe, we've had three years of learning in, in the Europa League. And we've not learned a thing because we're still doing the same sort of things in away games as we did yesterday. And I, 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 I think that yesterday, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I felt that our forward players let us down because every time they got the ball, they let they, they, they lost it or it was a bad touch or wrong decision and it caused problems all the way through the team. All so, the way through the team. I, I, I agree and I disagree with Turkish. The bit I disagree with, I think Havertz was significantly better against West Ham. Um, Burnley, I thought he was he was all right, but he kind of but he got the goal. I, I thought against West Ham, he was actually good. There, there were a lot of things I could point out that I thought he did well in that game. I don't think it was good against Porto at all. I think the, the frustration is, Lee, with, with Kai Havertz is, OK, he was getting to good spaces or whatever. I'm actually not blaming him when I'm, with what I'm about to say. If this is the way he plays the game, this is what Arteta needs him to do, fine. But when you're away from home and the team is sloppy and there's no rhythm and we, we don't know how we can progress the ball, I'd like to see a midfielder go, give it to me and let's play. Give it to me. Just, just give it, play. Give it, go. It feels like he floats around the game. and I think if we're ticking and we're moving and we're passing and we're in our flow we're getting around the penalty area and we're able to pick crosses to the back post we're able to you know put off those neat passes through the lines then yeah maybe his movement comes through maybe his intelligence and his tactical awareness i didn't i, I didn't see him command the ball but i also am acknowledging now that at this point that's not the way he's going to play the game and where i sorry we'll come to just one second where i agree with turkish the comments, not just in this video, I did a video on my channel, you know, basically asking, like, should we be appreciating him more in the way Arteta does? And the comments was filled, filled with people going, you AFT, yeah, AFTV haters, like, you don't get it. If you don't, if you don't understand habits, you don't know football. Oh, all, all I'll say is maybe I don't know football, but I don't understand what he was meant to do. In yesterday's game. I don't know How what. How man know Arteta appreciate him so much? What is this? Should we appreciate him like Arteta does? How do people know Arteta? He spent sixty-five M's on it. That was actually my question. But 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 yeah, like, how, how can you how, like? Because he plays him every game, Turkish. Like, 
he must have, he must appreciate. He's always saying he loves him, and then he scores against Brentford, and he's you know doing hugs around him at the the crowd, and like he he plays him every game. He, he kept him on yesterday on a yellow card. He wasn't doing anything. Like he he, mu- he must he's appreciate. Trying him. to get something. He paid sixty five million for him. He does appreciate him, whether we like it or not. He does. And so what I'm trying to find out is that's why. the word. I think I think he's trying to get something out of him to appreciate more than I'm playing him because I appreciate him. I don't give a shit about all this space creating and all this nonsense that this modern day game is bringing. Well, I I agree in a game like yesterday where I just wanted to see our midfielders get on the ball and play. And you're right. Take control. Jorginho, we said in the preview, this is no hindsight nonsense. We send the preview as a game for Jorginho. He came on, he was crap. (laughs) But trust me, if he'd started that game, I think we settle into it a lot better. But can I, I, can I come in there? Because um... Jordan, just go, on go, this go, point go. earlier, yeah, because when he was talking about habits, and this is where people need to understand, I'm actually I try and be quite balanced. As James was talking about habits, midfielder in times and, and situations like yesterday, you'd want him to pick up the ball. Yes, as a midfielder, as a number eight, hundred percent, I get the reason why. Not necessarily me, because I don't have expectation of him. I think we fucked up, but. At that moment, I want to mention Saka or I want to mention Odegaard or Martinelli because they are the ones I have the expectation of. When I talk about Havertz, I'm talking about the money he's on and the money we spent. That's where I talk about him, his performances and what he does or doesn't bring. With the others, I've seen them do bits for Arsenal. So there's more expectation there from me. And they didn't do that. One thing about the whole Foden-Saka thing, I think Saka's clear. But I do think what Foden has is in difficult moments, Foden's always looking for the ball dropping, coming into the middle. He'll start applying a bit of pressure. Saka, I can't, he, he, needs to, he needs to stand up in, in games like this. He needs to, if he's being double teamed, don't come out after the game and say, I'm being doubled. No, work away around it. If you're not getting the ball enough, come for it. I know Odegaard's doing that. No, you're, you're the star boy. Yeah, you are the best player in attack. Come for the ball. Start in. Start probing. Start. So yes, Havertz. You're right. The same can be said for the whole attack, and that's. But well, I just want to take a bit of that away from Havertz because it's not all on him. No, of I, course I, I not. Saka is the main guy in attack, and he did nothing as well. No, I agree. But I just and I want to just say as well, just to sum up on this Havertz. Once upon a time, I'd have been saying the guy doesn't want the ball, and that would have been a criticism of him. I'm long past that now. I I now understand what he wants to do. He wants to float into areas, float into spaces, get on the end of balls forward and try and knit things together in the final third. And, and, and does he do it? Great. I'll let everyone debate that. Against West Ham, I thought he did it well. Against Burnley, I thought he did it okay. In this game, I thought he was pretty ineffective. I'm looking now more Arteta to go, we need a little bit more drive in midfield. We need a little bit more quality in class. And I think Vieira and Smith Rowe would have been better. But yeah, anyway, uh, it's, 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 it's what it is. I agree. Other players get more heat for me. It's funny you mentioned, just my brief comment on <clears throat> on Havertz, it's funny you mentioned there, James, um, Jorginho, because I was just about to say that I look at Havertz now in the same way I look at Jorginho. I think he has got qualities that are, and weapons that are valuable to us, but I think he got picky games. I don't think Havertz should be a starter. I think he has to be applied and brought in for particular games. I don't, I don't think he, in the same way Jorginho can't, I love Jorginho, he can't play every game. Not every, every game isn't right for Jorginho. And I think the same yeah. applies applies for Kai Havertz. <clears throat> yeah, I, I, I hear that. Um, just some players <clears throat> that I thought did okay. Um, I, apparently, apparently you guys weren't particularly kind to Ben White in the player ratings, Lee. Is that right? Is it? I, I thought 
Listen, I thought Ben White in the last couple of games has been outstanding for us, but I thought he was sloppy yesterday. I didn't think it was one of his better games. I thought there was That's some so good things from him and, yeah, and, right. and some sloppy moments from him. Like, listen, you, you see things differently when you're watching it. Like, we're, you know, yeah, there's yeah. a couple of guys in here, like, you know, I'm not going to mention their names, disagreeing with, with the Havertz thing, like saying that he wasn't that bad last night. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's opinions, I suppose. You know, I didn't think Havertz was that bad yesterday watching the game. I, I didn't think Ben White was awful. Um, Awful, awful. But the standards that he set in the last couple of games, I thought he fell short a bit like yesterday night. You know, I, That's I really so interesting. Did. I find it... One thing I've noticed since being at AFTV is that like going to games, I see it so differently. Like, I mean, I remember coming yeah. away from games where I yeah. thought Erdegaard was sloppy and then other people were going, no, he was man of the match. I was like, really? And then I watched the highlights from a TV perspective. I'd be like, oh, that did look good, actually. I didn't realise how good that was. So so I, I, I do think, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to go hard on like people's opinion of seeing it slightly differently you know, on the pitch, but I felt Ben White, especially first half, was our best player. I thought he was the only one. He was sweeping up nicely. He was... I thought he was the only one defending well, actually. Uh, very neat on the ball. I, I, yeah, actually turning in tight space in central midfield, I actually thought he was the only one, you know, who actually played to to, to fairly, you know, so seven or, or more. I felt Gabriel did okay. Um, Kivior did well. I thought that I thought Saliba was the sloppiest of the back four. Otherwise, they they were fine. Um, it was then everything in front. Erdegaard tried. There's no question Erdegaard tried. He wanted the ball. He wanted to try and knit things together. It didn't quite come off for him, but I do appreciate the effort. Uh, but that was it, really. I, I thought Ben White came through as the best player for me. But, James, I mean, it's a really funny thing you say. I didn't think um, uh, Declan Rice was that bad. I actually said seven, and Robbie and uh, Cecil went, seven, he was worse than that. Like, you know what I mean? I you, you do see some things a little bit differently. I, I, I get that, like you know. What I mean, I, I listen. Everybody knows that what I think of Ben White. I'm, I'm a no, big, I know you love him. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, but I, I think that he's. I thought the last couple of games he standing was it. I, I, I didn't think he was as great as what what he was like. But I, I'm with you on that, Saliba. I'm going to say this now. Saliba's last three games have been a little bit sloppy. I don't think he's been. Uh, right at it in the, in the last few games, uh, you know, still done some good things yesterday. Don't get me wrong, like defensively, you can forgive him and everything like that. But uh, and yeah, but uh, I just think with Ben White, he just sort of summed up everybody's performance. I think really yesterday, he just wasn't quite good enough. But I didn't think he was bad as bad as as what other people have made him out to be. If no, I'm to kind of sorry, go on, go on. I'll just quickly, if I was to try and put a positive slant on this defeat, does anybody think that with it being a two-legged game and we're still favourites to go through, this could give the team the kind of jolt they need to make sure that the next couple of games, they don't let the West Ham and Burnley game reap any kind of great complacency? Point. Great point. Just that's saying, a great it's point. a bit of a slap. It's a bit of a slap that you, you had a good couple of weeks but uh, there's still work to do. Or am I clutching? Maybe I'm clutching. No, no, I think it's a great point. I think that at the end of the day, I've said it all along. If you don't turn up in the Premier League, you will get found out. If you don't turn up in Europe, you'll definitely get found out. So if we're going to lose a game or not have a performance in the next, like, say if you tell me Newcastle, Sheffield United, Brentford, Polo, what game do you want us to not turn up and get a lesson 
it was last night. And hopefully they will get a lesson on that last night because at the end of the day, it's retrievable. A defeat at Sheffield United or a defeat at Brentford, I don't think is retrievable at this moment in time at Newcastle. I don't think it is. So we've got to, you know, go. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I'm going to be, can I, can I be really honest with you? I'm, that game was not very great yesterday. I'm on my phone looking at the, looking at the Liverpool score. Luton are winning 1 0, like, you know what I mean? I wasn't really, because it was, you know, nil-nil would do a sort of side. I don't know the psychological things of the players and whatever like, but I, I, I think that what it makes now is a very interesting game of the Emirates coming up, like, you know what I mean? That's what it's going to be. Look, let me, let me say, right, obviously a nil-nil is better than one-nil defeat, obviously. Obviously, winning and carrying on the momentum is better than losing, obviously, yeah. before anyone starts going, are oh, you lot making excuses or whatever, like, but... Uh, I live my life believing that if something bad happens, uh, see the opportunity in it and try and make the best of it. Arsenal lost a game of football. So how do I spin this? How do I spin this to try make it an opportunity? Well, what Jordan said, I think is right. And what Lee said, if you're getting, you know, we weren't going to be perfect for the, the rest of the season. So if you're going to have a bad one, it's probably a good one to have a bad one in. Um, but also I wonder again, very much, scraping the barrel, looking for positives, trying to spin this in a good way. The assignment's very clear now at the Emirates. Go score goals. And it sounds really silly. I just wonder if... You know when also, like, you know when you're, you're, when you're behind, you know you've got to go score goals. It sounds silly. When you're yeah. level, well, we've got to score, but also, oh, don't concede. Don't let... Okay, but just settle into it. See if you can build your... There's, there's kind of no room for any of that nonsense. Just go and play your bloody football and go attack them and go you know, win the damn game. It makes this assignment very clear for Arsenal. Now, listen, I know what I just said. Scraping, absolute scraping. I'd rather have gone nil-nil. I'd obviously rather have gone one-nil up. All I'm saying is, a shit has happened. Let's see the opportunity in it. Arsenal, the assignment's very clear. Go make it right. Full stop. Um, three weeks from now, we'll see if that um, happens. We've still got Premier League games in between 52 minutes on the clock, so we are going to keep it moving because I know Jordan's got to be off soon. Um, but we could probably talk a bit more about the game. But listen, it's our first loss for a little while. Deflating, yes, but a chance to move on straight away. Saturday, Newcastle um, at the Emirates. Jordan, Lee, James, I mean... Assignment. I'm excited. Excited, yeah? Yeah. 8 p.m. Saturday night, Newcastle. Do you know, I think this is exactly the fixture we need. I'm not saying we go and necessarily win, but I'm still pissed at the way shit went down at St. James's Park. I'm still pissed at the way they time-wasted at the Emirates January last year. Yeah. I'm still pissed at Bruno Guimarães elbowing Jorginho in the head. I'm still pissed at... You know, the social media announcement with Arsenal in here. Yes, I'm a salty fan, but isn't this what we want? We've got some heat, we've got some bite in the game. I am, I've got a lot of respect for Newcastle did get in the Champions League and Eddie Howe, the work he's done. But I don't like him that much. 8 p.m. at the Emirates, on the back of that defeat in the Champions League, opportunity to make it six in a row in the Premier League. Let's have it. Like, I want the players to be feeling that way. Come on. I want the Emirates to be loud. It's taking up my Saturday night. I've got social plans I'm leaving behind. I don't care. Make it worth it. Blow them away. I want Arsenal to do what they did to Liverpool. Just all this ferocious. 
pressing, aggressive, in their face. Don't let them come to the Emirates and have a good time of it. They're a good side, Newcastle, especially in big games. They can be at it. But they've been part of some chaotic games, lots of goals, pretty open. So go and have a go, Arsenal, and just re-inject something back in to, well, to our momentum and our form. Not into the season. I think there's plenty in the season. But go re-inject some momentum. And I think 8pm, Newcastle, Saturday night is the perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one because I'm I've always been a quite um, not a, I wouldn't say like my one of my favourites, but I've always had a lot of, a, an admiration for Newcastle, their fans and yeah, I'm mine. But I after that last their fans, not the I, after that last game, I can't stand them, and they've lost it when they got when they were getting pumped and everything like that. I'm going to say I enjoyed it nearly as Love much it. as Spurs. Like, you know what I mean? And do you remember they got pumped by Spurs at one stage? And at one one point, I forgot it was Spurs pumping them. And like, you know what I mean? I think, oh, this is really good. Like, you know, get them and stuff them. I want these taken to the sword on Saturday night because of what happened at Newcastle. Down there. Listen, I've got their fans up there gracious after the game and all that. Like, I'm not saying you're not. But I didn't like their attitude in that game one bit whatsoever. So we need to win this game quickly, like, you know. Hey, hey Robbie, keep it down, mate. Just hey, Robbie, keep, show keep it down, please. You know, got some mouth for you, as I tell you, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know? I, I, I don't have a lot to kind of say on the game beyond. Um, I can't kind of with, I think it was Turkey said earlier on. I'm looking for Saka now between now and May to really announce himself. I mean, I'm gonna have a chat with, um, is it Frank, Frankie from the channel? Yeah, yeah Frank. Frank. Frank, Frank, yeah, um, who's 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 Saka's um, personal PR man right now for being for being world class because we, we won't get into it now, but I disagree with him vehemently. But he's entitled to his view. But if he is the player that Frank Frank says he is, these are the games where I need him to off the back of a poor game in midweek. I need him to step up and be like, "All right, guys, I'm going to get this title challenge, uh, get it, get it going." Because as Lee said earlier on. I think we're in that kind of like territory of, I think if you drop points, you're done. I don't think we have to go into machine-like modes. I think we have to go into machine mode now. It's got to be turn up, win the game, move on, tick it off. Next game, win, move on. I don't think we've got any any room for error here. So I'm looking forward to the game, but what I'm looking forward to more is just seeing Arsenal get their machine head back on and be like, right, Newcastle, just another game. It's just another game. Win it, move on. Um, and, and and that's what I think we need to do because City are not even playing that well and they're just ticking, they're just winning games now. They uh, Liverpool are winning 4-1 with half their, with half their team, but some key players out and they're just beating teams 4-1. So we need to kind of match that. That's the level now. So I'm looking forward to it, but Arsenal don't have any, we can't play games. And I think Saka, someone in particular, I'm looking, even at his young age, to really do what Martinelli did last season at this stage of the season to really be like i'm the guy player of the year is up for grabs player of the year i think is up for grabs if saka can have a f- strong end to the season he can he can be the guy and i need to see that from him if he's the guy that frank tells me he is i don't give a shit about player of the year just win the bucket <laughs> no but no but what i'm saying is if he wins player of the year it will be because he's taken us to the title 
Oh, oh, P- oh, PL. You mean Premier League player of the year? Okay, I Premier League, yeah, 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 yeah. PFA. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, about that. Not, not, not February player of the month. I mean, more ammunition to the player of the month is up for grabs. You do not want to lose it to Ben White. Okay, fucking step up. Show us what you're made of. Oh, mate. Um. I ain't got much to say on Newcastle. All of the weird. month is up for grabs, okay? <laughs> There's three more left. Go for them all. Hat trick. Um, let me bring up the prediction table. No change on the prediction table. We all predicted wins and we lost. So James is still top, 29 points. I'm in second on 25. Lee's in third on 23. Jordan's in fourth on 21. And I'd just like to um, let the people know that, you know, how good a man I am and and how forgiving I am because Lee once again today was late to the stream and I didn't deduct the point. I didn't put him up for trial. I didn't take him to court by it. I just said, you know what, Lee, just you know, chin up next time you'll do better. And 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 I and I and I do believe in him. I do Lee, do you see what he's doing there? Do you see what he's better. doing? He's trying to bank up all of his favours. So when he messes up, he can say, Well, Lee, when you were a minute late, when you were in Portugal, I didn't I, don't fall for it, Lee. Don't fall for it. <laughs> he's doing it while four points clear of you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> absolute beast, the bloke like. Right? Like, no, he absolutely knows why I was like, you know. And Robbie's just been put showing a bit like, you know, um, and with modern technology works and all that, how we got this like, you know, so but we managed to get through it today, like, you know. Oh, you're acting like you've been frozen for 50 years and you've just been fooled out, like, yo, you've been alive in the last 20 years. What do you mean modern-day technology? You're here. I've got this paper. I've got a... he's, he's using a toaster to lean up his phone. It's, it's in a toaster. <laughs> it's in a freaking toaster. But, we, yeah. we, but we've, we've got there, like, you know. We've got there. <laughs> we've got there. All right, cool. So there, prediction table there, no change, and predictions for Newcastle. About to get underway, James. I could really regret this. Three nil Arsenal. Oh. <laughs> Arsenal are going to do one of two. Let me just say this right now. Arsenal one of two one. things. I, I'm doing a lead judges. I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Let me say this right now. Let me fucking say this right now. I'm going to be honest right now. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll be honest with you right fucking I'll be honest now. I'll be really honest. I'll be really, I'll be really honest, honest with you. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what, boys? I'll say it now. <laughs> You've done okay. You've done okay. <laughs> For me, Arsenal's defeat, they come in they come in rows of two or three. So Arsenal, we could easily be on Sunday, Monday, whenever we do the podcast. We could easily be on the podcast going, we've had one of those weeks. We've had a shitter of a week. Arsenal, we've had that conversation about Arsenal many times. Or they respond and they blow them away. And I'm nervous that Arsenal do one of those two, three games where it takes them a while to get out their system and then they get that seven-day break and then they come out going again. But I'm going to trust that... This isn't a tiredness thing. You know, it's only been five games in what a month. I, I think they'll I think they'll respond. I think this is the perfect opportunity to. Three nil. Three nil. Three one. Lee. <laughs> oh, <Jesus Christ. laughs> right, yeah, it's been a while. So, I need one of them so, to come in. So predictable Turkish like, you know what I mean? Um I, I was gonna do you know what I was gonna go three nil, James. I really was. I was gonna go three nil. Um I just feel just that, say it now. 
Shine, 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 I'm going 2-0. I, th- I think, sorry, Lee, but I'm, I, I'm going 2-0. I don't think it'll be a lot of goals. I think we will keep a clean sheet. They've got some injuries still in Newcastle, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. They've got some key players still out. Um, and I just think in all seriousness, I think we need to make sure that we win. Liverpool aren't playing this weekend in the league. So if we can win, just put a little bit of pressure on Liverpool. they got a cup final. So I played I last gonna... night. <clears throat> oh, was that the game that they were meant yeah, to play on the weekend? Oh, I see. I see. Okay, okay. Okay, well, either way, we've that, got a hand on. Go on. I think that was part of the shitter for us. They're they one nil down, like, uh, the, like yeah, two yeah. hours in football, right? We go into it, favourites to beat Porto, two points off Liverpool. We end it five points off Liverpool, one nil down to Porto. You're like, what a terrible two hours. And I know there's a game in hand, I know, I know, but it just, it's just that feeling of we had the better goal difference and we were two points behind them. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, mm. we've got to sit on that for a while, so. Deflating all round. Uh, prediction table out of the way. Um, comment of the day coming up <clears throat> shortly. Yes. Um, who should we start with? Who should we start? I'm ready. I'll kick off. Go on. Yeah. Got some um, good one. I mean, just there, there was, I think half the comments were showing a, a lot of love for, for Super Kev. So big up all the all the viewers yeah. that were um, and the showing, other half love. showing love for Havertz. Havertz, <laughs> yeah. Um, I got one comment here from Lennox mate who just said, "I'm a Birmingham City fan, but I loved Kevin Campbell as a player. Always gave 100. percent Was a tremendous team player. He produced some brilliant finishes. I used to love Kevin. Love Kevin's show with Lee. It's a shame he didn't continue. Get well soon, Kevin. So big up Kevin. Um, and another one I just pointed out here from Anthony K. Jordan, the type of guy to be a the type of guy to be a judge for Arsenal's best podcast, but still put an argument in for West Ham fan TV. Jokes aside, you lot are top, long-time supporter of you all individually and together here on the pod. So big up Anthony, Anthony K for that comment there as well. Nice. Big up. I've got a few, big up. Got a few good ones. Yeah, uh, I haven't got a comment of the day. Ooh. Because. Because. I've blown, been blown away with all the uh, Kevin comments, and it wouldn't be fair okay. to just um, to just name one of them like that. I mean, but I know uh, Kevin has, has watched and listened to all them and read all those comments as well, and that would have meant a lot to him and everything like that. So I, I just want to say to all those comments, thank you for them. That's so much appreciated, and um, you know, like Kevin is doing a lot better. Um, he's up and about on the wall now, which is good, and. Um, yeah, um, to see all those comments and all that was uh, was lovely. So thank you guys for all those uh, Kevin comments. Much appreciated. Yeah, agree with that. Big up, everyone. Uh, to be honest, my one I picked that was one of them as well um, from Martha, um, who's a big supporter of the channel. Um, I always see your comments, Martha. I hope you're well. Appreciate the love. She said, I adore Kevin Campbell. What a beautiful human being. Wishing you a very speedy recovery, darling man. And my other comment of the day was the one that I got in earlier that I couldn't wait. It was from Arsenal FC Football. Said, have the best thing at the club right now. He's behind every single goal. Yeah. Well, I'm glad someone finally said it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased for it, because like, I'm a big Kai fan. Like, now. 29 on me back. 
you lot, you lot will die on that sword as well, mate. Trust me. Did you meet Kai by any chance? Because you're talking about him a lot like you talk about Eddie, and I just sort of wonder whether... He sits next to his cousin at games. I, I, I like him. Yeah. I, I like his mind. No, he's joking, James. Well, I don't know. He sat next to Granite Xhaka's family. He's met a dude. <laughs> he, he, he's best friends with Nick Ramsdale. I just... I, I, you true, never know true. with Lee. True, you never true. know with Lee. And, and also, a little, there was a little Eddie comment there earlier in the, in the show. You know, could he have brought Eddie? I, I don't know if you met one of his family members recently. I don't know, maybe there's... <laughs> yeah, Laurie. <laughs> fucking his dad. <laughs> All right. My comment. Couple from Jimmy, he says, I like this. James talks about Arsenal like a professor talks about quantum physics. Wow, thank you. I'm gonna tell you that he says jokes, love for the lads. I, I, I love for the love lads. I, I, I actually, I don't, I take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. I think, we need, I think we need more of that. Anyway, Julian, wake up. Wake up, Julian. Wake up. Julian just nodded off there. I don't know why he nodded off like I don't know why. (laughs) He knows he's about to record a video. I think you're very interesting, James. Thank you, Julian. Thank you. Is Cecil still there? Cecil's still there, yeah. All right, well, to be honest, people, just so you know, this video comes out around 11 12. And around 11 12, Head over to Twitter because Cecil's going to be running a Twitter space real soon. She's live from Portugal. Um, so make sure you go check that out. Join us. Give your opinions. He's live for 90 minutes straight. It's about you, people. It's about you. Without you, there's no Twitter space. So make sure you're there. And also, I just want to big up James as well in particular because I'm seeing the good work he's doing on his channel. And um, if you haven't seen it, go check it out because it's quality. Quality work, quality edits, quality thumbnails. He's really doing his thing. Big up Max as well. That's, um, that's really kind time. of you, Turkish. That's really kind of you. But I did have one more comment. <laughs> Fuck this guy's channel, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, that's really sweet of you. What's but... more important, me telling people about your channel or this flipping comment you're about to bring up? Well, I'd ask, ask Dwayne. I don't know. It's his comment. But right, uh, let me see what Dwayne's saying. Better be he, good. He, he goes, um, I, love, I love the intro song to this pod. Really great. It's all downhill from there. (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.